Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio. The show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are, doesn't matter what sport, Mahomes, Kelsey continue their dominance. First time NASCAR street race produces first time winner. UFC 290 live from Sin City. Halfway through the MLB season, checking in on who's hot and who's not. The MLB's brightest stars descend upon the Emerald City. Emerald City. The Utah Jazz add another versatile big man to their lineup. And the NBA Summer League is back. With that, I give you our chief bar fire, Rob Kalf. Thanks, Colton. Good to be back in the studio with these guys. I had to take some time off, had some work issues I needed to deal with. But, man, it feels good to be back in the studio with you guys. I, uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm excited to be here tonight. Yeah, well, glad to, glad to have you back. Have another, have another voice oh, yeah. in the, in the booth instead I of, I missed it. I missed instead it. Instead of me and Matt, me and Matt right. doing it out here or whatever. That four sports fans. Right. Well, right. Now there won't be any ties because there's three of us. <laughs> right. When right. We're picking, so. Yeah. So real quick before we, before we get started, we're going to pay a quick tribute to, uh, one of our, one of our sponsors. Uh, so stick with us. We'll be right back. Sports betting has rapidly risen in popularity, and I want to connect you all with an opportunity to get started or get ahead. Having multiple sportsbook accounts is the most simple way to maximize your profits, and there has never been a better time to sign up. When you visit my page, signupexpert.com slash firedup, you'll be connected to all the sportsbooks in your region, along with a review of each platform and its unique benefits. All of these sportsbooks have valuable sign-up offers for new users, and when you register through my link, you will automatically receive the top offer at each one. When you use multiple sportsbooks, you ensure that you can always access the best available odds, which is key to successful sports betting. If you want to take advantage of these benefits and support our brand, please consider signing up for your next sportsbook at signupexpert.com slash firedup. All right, we're back in the studio. Had to had to pay the bills there. Uh, like Colton said, we're going to start out with the match here. And, um, you know, I think it was a surprise to everybody. Actually, I think I was watching this last week when you guys were actually doing the show. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was fun to watch, even though there wasn't the uh, the big hitters in there from, from the PGA or, or wherever. I thought it was I thought it was entertaining to watch, though. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, the team of Mahomes and Chelsea kind of took everybody by surprise. Yeah. Um, not only the ex- so-called experts that were, you know, broadcasting the show, but, uh, you know, the betting experts and everybody. I know Charles, he picked uh, the Chiefs team. And I think, of course, Von Miller being a football guy, he did too. But uh, right. it was fun to watch. And, you know, and, and they dominated. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and specifically for me uh, – Travis Kelsey, you know, showed that he is an all-around athlete, right. which I think we all knew from, you know, a friend of his, a friend of the show's being his former high school coach, mm-hmm. you know, coached him in basketball, and he was a standout basketball player right. when, when our friend uh, Barry Egan coached him in high school. And, uh, you know, and I think he's proven that, you know, he still is that all-around athlete by by how well he hit the ball there there in Vegas on uh, during the match. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, his team just as – just as you know, highly you know, much of an athlete. I mean, Mahomes was drafted as a baseball player Absolutely. himself. Yeah, we know what he can do on the football field, and you know, he was, uh, you know, able to you know be somewhat of a of a nice. It, it, they were a nice compliment to each other. It seemed like you know when Mahomes had a bad shot, Kelsey picked him up, right. um, or if you know Kelsey had a bad shot, Mahomes you know picked him up. So yeah, they definitely you know played off of each other and you know played well. Um, yeah, to to much of you know the show's surprise. Mm-hmm. I know Matt and I, you know. 
weren't really giving them much of a chance in this one. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, it, it proved true. You know, Clay Thompson out of the four was probably the worst of the four golfers, right. mm -hmm. um, you know, but, and, and Curry, you know, did, did what he could, but obviously can only, yeah. can only do so much, you know, as one, as one guy in a, in a two man scramble, but uh, he definitely wasn't playing his scratch golf play. Right. Though. He was, he had some bad putts some bad shots. It mm -hmm. just wasn't looking like he was really tuned in on this thing. Right. Yeah, right. Maybe going deeper into the NBA, you know, the NBA season where, Patrick and Travis have had a little bit more time yeah. off to work on their game, I guess, a little bit. <laughs> right, right. Maybe the other two, not so much. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, like, like I said, as much total domination from the from the beginning. I mean, they tied the first hole and then uh, – Won the next three, yeah, didn't Mahomes it? Yeah, and Kelsey yeah. won, you know, holes two, three, and four. And then after that, it you know, there was no looking High back. five and right. yeah. six, the Chiefs go I think the, right. the, the, the Warriors team only actually won one hole. Yeah, they didn't they? win a hole until the ninth, the ninth hole. Yeah, so, yeah. it yeah. Uh, yeah, took them took them a while before they got going. And by that time, it was, you know – Yeah, by they, hole ten, it was over. They needed a miracle at that point to try to, try to come back. And, yeah, it just uh, – yeah, didn't – I think it – Took, you know, listening to Curry comment during, the, you know, because they have him mic'd up and uh, listening to him. I think he was a little surprised that they got dominated right. the way that they did as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, um, you know, was, uh, it was fun to watch. Right. So a lot, I, lot, of, I, I lot of charity it. money, you know, raised in this oh, thing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, hole number 12 was actually, you know, the final hole that they that they played. Obviously, it didn't didn't mean anything as far as who was going to win or not win. Uh, it was just more for, for charity. It was one of the, the special special holes, if uh -huh. you will. Um, if that if somebody were to hit a hole one on that hole, it would have been five million dollars donated Ooh. to uh, you know charity of choice. Uh, but three out of the four players hit it in the water, and <laughs> Curry was the only one that even hit it on the green. Right. Um, unfortunately, he wasn't within the five feet, which would have been I think two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. But he did make it on the green. He was the closest to the hole, so he won you know a hundred a hundred thousand dollars. But uh, yeah, no no special. No special donations, no hole in ones, you know, were, were made on any of the, the, the special holes. But, uh, you know, again, uh, all this thing was, you know, in good, good fun and, you know, went to a, went to a good cause. But, uh, you know, yeah, the NFLers got the, got the best of the ball. Okay. Now, the real ballers. quick, do you see this as being a trend of, you know, not having the PGA guys in it anymore? I don't know what the ratings were. I didn't really see what the ratings were, um, you know, for this, for this matchup without the, PGA guys in there, but do you see this as a trend, them going more to just, you know, two uh, sports from another – or two athletes from another sport mm -hmm. uh, pairing off against each other, or what do you I see? Mean, I mean, I think they probably are because it seems is, like it happens during the re regular PGA season, so right. these PGA golfers probably don't even really want to take the time out of their yeah. busy PGA schedule mm -hmm. to do this. Point. So, yeah. right. getting these – pros out there to, mm -hmm. to face off against each other i can see that happening more and more right in the right J just a beautiful course too mm -hmm. i mean the, it's hard to believe like when you're actually in vegas that this it's, thing is right there it's right behind the win hotel right. you know it, it's or the win resort it, it's amazing and right. and seeing that course and just all, this, all the concrete and asphalt this, and all yeah and you the got sand this. the sand the concrete and the asphalt and then you got this big patch of green right right, right in the middle yeah. of it so uh yeah. Just, just a beautiful course with the man-made waterfall. And, yeah, yeah. I think, it, think that's the the hole number twelve, or, yeah. you know, right around mm -hmm. there that they, uh, yeah. you know, hit at. So it's, yeah, neat, neat water features, and you know, just a beautiful, beautiful course. But uh, you know, I wonder if they'll ever look at extending this thing out to more like a, a regular golf tournament to have this over multiple days. Because mm -hmm. yeah, they get the bragging rights over one day, but you saw Curry was, was starting to heat up a little bit. Uh -huh. Had this thing gone, you know, two, three days like a normal golf tournament, or I mean, even extended, they have ran away. With 
even extend it to a full 18 holes. Right. I yeah. mean, yeah. Have, you know, yeah. that, uh, or, you know, have more than two teams have maybe, hey, you know, yeah, six or 10, yeah. you know, right. twosomes or even foursomes playing a best ball scramble or yeah. something. Yeah, out there. absolutely. Yeah, that, that'd be fun to watch too, I think. Right. So. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Obviously, I think this is like the eighth or ninth year that they've done this now. So, you know, it continues to be, you know, a pretty popular thing. And obviously, they must be getting somewhat decent ratings right. or you know whatever they because they keep, doing, they keep it. doing it and obviously it goes to a good cause at the end of the at the end of the day but uh yeah i think that they'll yeah maybe possibly try to try to expand it or you know build upon it anything to get more you know get more airtime get mm-hmm. you know possibly more Absolutely. um you know it always goes you know to a good good cause so <clears throat> All right. Well, on to the recap NASCAR race this weekend in Chicago. Uh, you know, this was kind of a, it was the first street race in Chicago. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, you, you look at the difference, even when the NASCAR boys, you know, the regular NASCAR boys race a, a street or a, a road course, it still has some bank turns, mm-hmm. you know, bank curves and stuff in it where when you're doing the street race, they're flat. <laughs> yeah. So they're, you know, that's, this is a whole different ball game for right. them. And I, I think that's why you saw, you know, probably somebody, unless you're really big into racing, somebody you've never heard of, right. you know, walk in here and take their first win in, in the uh, in the series. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like that, like that mentioned, yeah, Shane Van Gisbergen won, uh, won this thing, you know, first NASCAR race ever um, and, you know, comes out and takes home a takes home a and, win and right. if you're wondering why you haven't heard of he's from new zealand right and yeah. races in a, in a series called the supercars championship mm-hmm. which is which i think is actually a street series like it I is it, it, looking at the tracks it seems like it is yeah. so you know obviously the experience of taking those flat corners mm-hmm. and you know in a tight course you know it was a 2.14 mile course with 12 turns so yep. yeah you know and, and, and this this supercar championship is a mainly in Australia and New Zealand mm-hmm. is where it's run. Mm-hmm. So, and if you look at the cars, they're, they're a little different. Uh, they're not like open wheel cars, like Indy cars, but uh, they, they are, they do vary somewhat from, from the traditional NASCAR setup. So, yeah, right. but this guy's a star in his own right. You know, he's, he's won the supercar championship three times mm-hmm. starting in 2016 and then one back to back in 21 and 22. So right. you gotta wonder if they're going to have them back for more regular NASCAR races mm-hmm. or were they just kind of a hired gun to, to, to I, win I think a street he was a hired gun. You know, yeah. I, I think I agree with you, Matt there. And, and I didn't know what time of the year their series ran, but they're right in the middle of their uh, supercar, series. supercar series down, mm-hmm. you know, down under there. So, right. Um, you know, it was kind of a surprise for, you know, the, them to, fl- excuse me, fly this guy all the way here. And then, yep. you know, I'm sure he had to fly back because he's probably got another race. Right. right the next know, day or next, this, coming the, up, the, coming up the next week. So I guess after watching qualifying, it shouldn't have been that much of a surprise that he won. He qualified third. So he's right. starting, you know, starting right, up right up top. there at the top. And so I he, he told drove. you, I told you, you know, last week that, you know, when it comes to the road courses, the, the guys that, you know, the guys that kind of qualify or start in the kind of the top 10 is usually the guys that win win the races and you know top you know top three there no i will say the guy who finished second started dead last started in 37th drove his way up he was able to stay off everybody else's bumper you know (laughs) the interesting part was 31 of the 37 drivers all finished on that lead lap so there are only six drivers who who didn't finish the the, the either didn't finish at all or weren't on the lead lap Mm -hmm. that that's almost unheard of anymore but yeah uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, I didn't get a chance to watch much of it. I kind of watched some of the highlights or whatever, but mm-hmm. you know, that's a whole different ball game for a lot of these guys. Like I said, even if they're racing a road course, 
you know, a lot, most of the curves have some bank to them, but these ones are just flat corners going in and, right. and, uh, you know, a little tighter passing zones. The speeds aren't, aren't, you know, aren't there like well, they're they used to. Had, so. to. had to deal with some super wet conditions yeah, too. Yeah, it was a rainy uh, weekend yeah, in Chicago yeah. as well. Almost so. didn't get this race in, you know, almost got, got washed, rained out. Um, and even they were able to get, you know, the track somewhat opened up. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, some of the drivers were, you know, commenting that there were still, you know, some big puddles on the, on the track and that they had to, you know, somewhat try to avoid or, you know, try not to get, get stuck in or, you know, whatever, spin the tires or whatever. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, yeah, had to battle all the elements, a little bit of, you know, something different. Uh, we'll, we'll see, you know, what NASCAR decides to do if they, you know, decide to do this, you know, going forward, you know, I think Matt and I talked about it a little bit last week, you know, if this is something that they, yeah, routinely do in Chicago, or if they, you know, go to different cities and try this. Yeah, and- I think you and I talked about it too, Colton. Like, you know, is this another, you know, part of that thing that NASCAR is trying to do, where they're trying, you know, reach new fans? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that that it's been a struggle for them to, to I think, to uh, expand the sport mm-hmm. um, and reach new fans. So, is this, you know, another uh, uh, trial run or a test market? You know, to see to see how these. Uh, to see how this plays out going forward, trying to draw some new fans into the, into the NASCAR realm. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, right. so it's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. Hats off the hats off the Shane. He wins his yeah debut in NASCAR. Mm-hmm. The first time that's been done since 1963. So wow. maybe uh, his first know. and could be his last yeah, NASCAR. His last. Race, so, yeah. uh, you know, hats off to him, you know, exciting stuff. Or yeah. Whatever. You set the bar pretty high. Right. Yeah. You win your first race. Right. Exactly. Kind of so. hard to best that. So. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, going forward, we got, like Colton said, we got UFC coming up this weekend. They're back in Sin City, um, you know, which seems to be the hub, the hub of UFC. And this is UFC 290. And actually, there is four title weight fights that mm-hmm. night. Um, you know, the, the the first one, I think, on the slate is the uh, featherweight bout, mm-hmm. which is your 145 pounders. Um, you got the Australian Alex Volkanovsky versus uh, a kid from Mexico, Yar Rodriguez. Um, and, uh, the, the kid from Australia, he's 25 and two. Yep, I mean, he's, yep. he's really coming in hot. Um, and I, I, I don't know if this was a misprint and some of the information I looked up, but they were talking about leg reach mm-hmm. and, um, the, the guy from Australia, Alex, uh, Volkan- Volkanovsky from Australia is only five, six, mm-hmm. um, and said he only had a 36 inch leg reach where, uh, Rodriguez is 5'11 and has a 41 and a half inch uh, leg reach. So, I mean, I don't know. Long legged. Yeah, I don't know if he uses that to his advantage, <laughs> right. you know, in, in a lot of that. But, you know, the Australian, the smaller guy is, is your knockout. I just won uh, 50% of his fights via knockout. So, yeah. Yeah. this will be an interesting matchup, I think, between these two. Yeah, this, this should be a good one. It's actually a, a unification battle because mm-hmm. these guys are both currently champions. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Volkanovsky, who's the actual legit champion, I right. say he's never lost the title. Right. And then you got Yair Rodriguez, kind of the interim. the interim champ yeah. who, you know, the only reason he fought for the title was because Volkanovski moved up a weight class to try to win that title. Right. right. And out of his last 23 fights, that's the only fight he lost. Mm-hmm. And he lost it in a decision. So, oh, yeah. I mean, it went, went the distance. Mm-hmm. The, the, the guy's a great fighter. Yeah. yeah. You know, the guy's uh, got 12 KOs, three submissions, 10 decisions in his, in his winning career there. Right. I, I don't think uh, Yair is going to have what it takes mm-hmm. to, to take off Volkanovski. Not yeah. near as tested, that's for yeah. sure. I right. agree with you, Matt. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be going to be interesting. I mean, yeah, this uh, Volkanovski this will be his uh, fifth title defense at at the 145 weight class. Um, you know, some are saying that 
this may be it for him as far as the 145 class. If he's able to, you know, defend the title, he may permanently move up to that Vacate weight that title and move permanently up. move up to that weight class that he, you know, did get beat, you know, by the champion in a in a decision. You know, may may choose to, you know, continue to build on his, you know, impressive resume uh, by moving up a weight class and seeing what he, what he, what he can. Do. Uh, but you know, this this uh, you know, Yair Rodriguez. I mean, he's only you know had two defeats um, in the UFC himself. And, uh, you know, both of them were to, you know, somewhat former former champions in, in Frankie Edgar and, and Max Holloway, gotcha. um, which, you know, at that 145 or, you know, one of the you know greatest, you know, in that in that weight class. So, you know, this guy, you know, got got some, you know, miles on the tread and, you know, he's, uh, you know, young and hungry and uh, I'm going to see what going to see what he what he can do against, you know, uh, probably not one of the greatest 145 fighters, but maybe one of the greatest UFC fighters all, all mm-hmm. time. Um, so, you know, no better than, you know, you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. So, you know, you gotta, 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 gotta take him on, you know, take on Volkanovsky, but yeah, I gotta agree. I think Volkanovsky is just too much for this, for this guy. He's, you know, he, he's got a good all around game. He can, he can do just about anything and, and, you know, knock you out, submit you, you know, just, good good on the ground you know no matter what what the odds or where he's at he, he seems to you know never be you know uh under pressure or you know mm-hmm. sweating it out he, he you know knows how to keep his composure and um you know win a fight no matter what it what it takes so All right. next one is a, a flyweight uh title bout which is 125 pounds you got a, a, another kid from mexico brandon marino coming in at 21 six and two um going against a kid from brazil alex Pant. Oh, yeah. um, 25 and five. So not only are their records very similar, similar, but their fighting fighting styles are very similar too. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they both have about the same number of wins by knockout. Both have about the same number of wins by submission and decision. So th- this should be a, uh, you know, kind of a real chess match, mm-hmm. I think coming into this flyweight bout. All right. Right. And there's some some real history between these two. Actually, they've actually fought each other two times prior to this. With uh, Pantoja taking taking the uh, taking the first two fights against Moreno, wow. so we'll see what uh, you know. Bright lights, you know, obviously title fight, you know, big big time prime time type deal. We'll see what uh, you know Brandon Moreno can uh, you know revenge get some revenge here and you know take down a guy that yeah has beaten him twice so far, or you know if if uh, Pantoja is uh, you know holding that champion holding that championship belt at the end of the end of the night, but uh, yeah Moreno. It's been the guy that's been up there towards the top and has really worked hard to get get towards the top. You know, I think this is going to be going to be an exciting one, going to be a, a good a good fight between these two. Matt, what, what do you think? Yeah, like you said, a lot of stats, uh, you know, judge these guys pretty, pretty close to each other. But, you know, I, I think there's something to be said for these uh, the Mexican fighters here lately have really been kind of taking the UFC by storm. And, yeah. they're, you know, they're kind of running, running the roost right now. So mm-hmm. until somebody knocks them off, right. I, I'm, I'm going with, with the, the guy from Mexico here to win the fight. All right. All right, very good. Uh, got another title bout on the mat on the slate that night. The middle mate, middle weights, which are 185. Uh, a kid from Australia, Robert Whitaker, and uh, a young man from South Africa, Drikus Duplessis. Um, you know they're coming in. He's 19 and two, so coming in as the challenger uh, actually has a better record. The, the kid from Australia is 25 and six. Uh, 
Seems like there's a lot of Australians in my notes tonight. Um, but uh, th- this should be an interesting fight as well. I, I, you know, both these guys very capable at, at that at that 185 mark. So we'll mm-hmm. see how this moves forward. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Driscus coming into this fight, uh, he's got four four stoppages in in five wins uh, since making his UFC de- UFC debut back in 2020. Uh, so only kind of been in the UFC here for a short amount of time, obviously, you know, racked up some wins in you know, some other MMA leagues or whatever, but, uh, you know, small sample size here in the UFC, but, you know, has been, been dominant in the, in the short time that he's been in it. Um, you know, obviously Robert Whitaker, somewhat of a, of a more seasoned veteran, a guy that's been around for a while, been, been a champion, you know, in that, in that middleweight, uh, you know, division. Um, so we'll see, you know, what, what happens, uh, see if the, the new guy can, you know, top the, top the old guy, or, you know, we're, we're, you know, talking, seeing, seeing what he can, what he can do. So how you see this going, Matt, <clears throat> uh, you know, I, I think that the young guy here only got two, two losses in his career. I, I think he's kind of fighting his way up the card. Whitaker's been around for a while, right? I'm going to give it to the young guy to, right. to, to win the fight here and become a new champion. Very right. good. Good. Uh, and I think I believe the last uh, title bout on the uh, slate for that night is the lightweights at 155. The lone uh, American USA fighter in there, Jalen Turner, coming in at 14 and six against uh, Dan Hooker out of New Zealand at 22 and 12. So, uh, you know, not stellar words from either one of these guys. I mean, I, believe me, I'm not shade. They, they, I wouldn't want to meet meet up with either one of these guys. But um, you know, this is one I don't I don't can really pick a clear favorite off their records but uh mm-hmm. you know i think obviously that you know they want the number one spot so they're going to come in and you know try to try to reach that goal all right yeah no obviously uh dan dan hooker another you know kind of seasoned veteran a guy that's been around for you know a short uh quite a while there in the ufc and jalen turner another kind of up and up and coming guy kind of trying to get over the get over the hump and kind of you know uh, propel his way up towards the towards the top of the leaderboard there or whatever but uh you know, should be should be interesting to see if yeah another kind of seasoned veteran can you know take down the kind of up and coming guy or you know if we're talking about the young gun somewhat you know change another guard if you will so and I'll be honest I got I didn't go this far on the the card so I've I've got nothing on this fight all right okay gotcha all right well um we're done with UFC we're gonna take another real quick commercial break and uh, try to keep the lights on this podcast is sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host Fired Up. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast and record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to Podbean at www.podbean.com and use the code PODCAST21 for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check it out. And we're back uh, into the the boys of summer, some MLB news here. We're getting ready for the all-star break, so kind of give us – we're going to kind of give you our midway uh, um, stats here, I think. Um, right off the bat, I think um, – I'll start with my MVP pick, and I don't know how anybody can pick anybody else but Otani. Mm. How how can you, on a team that's one game above 500 right now, the Angels, he's leading every offensive category on the team um, and every pitching 
category on a team except for saves and holds, mm -hmm. and that's only because that, he doesn't do that. If you put <laughs> him in there as a closer or a, hold, or a middle relief, I'm sure he'd be leading that too. So, right. you know, he's batting right now, batting – he's up as a pitcher. He's, you know, 7-4 and four with a 332 ERA, ERA and 132 strikeouts. And uh, from the plate, he's batting 296, 68 RBIs, and 31 home runs. All those are – team leader he's leading his team in average home runs rbis on base percentage hits and, and uh pitching he's leading his team in wins era and strikeout so mm -hmm. how can you the only thing that's going to hurt him probably is if you know the angels don't uh aren't, aren't one of the teams there you know when, when we get to september or october right. uh, but how can you say that this guy is Both. not the MVP of his team. He's carrying the team. Right. They, they probably wouldn't even be in the hunt in right. September or yeah. October right. if, he's, if not, he's not, you know, right. not there. So, um, but yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree. I mean, I got, you know, my AL MVP, obviously, yeah, Otani, you know, he's not only leading the team in a lot of those stats, but he's towards the top amongst the whole MLB right. in a lot of those ca yeah. categories yeah. as well. Um, but, you know, for me, for my, you know, NL MVP, you know, the National League MVP, I got uh, the the kid from from the Braves, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. I gotta agree. The the right fielder, uh, batting three thirty seven, which is you know probably I think he is leading the team, but he's second best in all of the MLB in that mm -hmm. in that category. Got himself twenty one home runs. Uh, he scored himself seventy eight runs just by himself, which leads leads the MLB. And then you know on top of that, the kids the kids a speedster. He's got forty one stolen bases, Ooh. which second second in the MLB. So you know he's doing doing a lot of stuff for this for this uh, you know Braves team that has the best record in baseball right now, and you know looking looking red hot right before the the break. All right, well we're two for two because that's who I had picked as my our NL guy as well. Yeah, I was gonna say well clearly we're on each other's heads because yeah for for the AL I, I'm with you both Shohei Otani batting two ninety six thirty one home runs sixty eight RBI sixty one runs scored yeah and then pitching seven and four right. three thirty two ERA I mean nobody can compete with that right. it's, it's impossible he does everything right. And then, like like you said, Colton Acuna Jr. batting 337, 21 home runs, 54 RBIs, right. 78 runs scored. Right. Just impressive stat lines for mm -hmm. the both of them. They're both yeah. kind of running away with the awards in their respective leagues right now. Yeah. Just to add on, you know, Otani, uh, his batting average, or, you know, not his batting average, but opponent batting average against him, .189, second best in the MLB Ooh, right man. now. So he's, you wow. know. He may be, you know, doesn't have the greatest ERA, but he doesn't give up a ton of, you know, a ton of hits. Right. You know, it's it, it's kind of one-off type deals. It's sure. not, you know, yeah, not he a ton. Pitch as well under pressure. To, you know, when runners get on base, doesn't seem to doesn't seem to bother him. Much. Right, right, exactly. So, <clears throat> yeah, all right. Well, uh, hot teams. I think you know, right now it's easy to say the Cincinnati Reds, especially you know, living in Central Ohio, and everybody knows what they've done. You know, since. You know, since the 26th of May, they're 27 and 10. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they swept Houston, uh, who, who's a good team at 49 and 38. I mean, and the, you know, so they're not beating. You know, they're not beating some of the. Less, they're beating some good teams in the league. Um, they, right now, they got a two-game lead over the second-place Brew Crew in their division. But uh, you know, I'm going to go with the Braves right now. Hot Atlanta team, Braves. Right? Um, Last 29 games, they're 25 and four. I oh, mean, wow, since man. since uh, the third of June. <laughs> right, so right. right, you know, it's easy for people, I think, in Ohio to get fixated on the Reds. But right now, I'm going to go with the Atlanta Braves as my hot team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I got the, uh, I got a team that's 
it playing in some hot weather out west. I got the the Arizona Diamondbacks, you know, leading leading the NL West. Um, you know, this is a team that the past two seasons had a combined record of 126 and 198, about a 30 mm. about a 38 percent winning percentage. <laughs> um, and right now they're leading leading their division, um, you know, over a, a, a stacked division that includes the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants. Um, you know, and this, this is a team that's been towards the bottom of that division, you know, the last several, several years, they're, they're playing hot. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're up towards the top, you know, when it comes to offensive categories, you know, they're, they're up towards the top lead, you know, leading the MLB in a lot of, a lot of offensive stats. Um, you know, the one thing that does kind of, kind of concern me going forward, they do only, they have a 500 record it's teams that are above 500. So mm-hmm. they, they're, they're playing well against the teams that they should beat, but you know, when they come up against some of those more, you know, tougher, tougher opponents, they, uh, you know, kind of, you know, just kind of back and forth type deal. They're not mm-hmm. able to really beat, beat those, you know, tough opponents that they're probably going to see if they, you know, are able to hold on and, you know, make the playoffs. They're going to obviously get, get the best of the best, if you will. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what they, what they can do, you know, the second half of the season, but, you know, I like the, like the diamond back so far through the first half. Yeah. Well, I'm right there with your dad on this one. I'm I got the Atlanta Braves. They're leading the MLB with a 58 and 28 record for best record in all of baseball. They're nine and one, in their last 10, that one loss coming in a late inning might've even been extra inning, uh, you know, walk off against the Indians there. Right, so, right. you know, they're, they're, they're playing as hot as anybody. They're, really the only team on a big winning streak right now. Everybody else is kind of hovering around yeah. 500. Right, you know, you right. got your six and fours, your four right. and sixes, nine and one, you know, and they're beating good teams. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're on fire. Right. All right, Matt, we'll let you start out with your not so hot team. Yeah. Well, I got to go with my favorite team, the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> they're actually still only six games out of an NL wild card spot, but in the last 10 games, they're three and seven. And they just, they, they look lost out there at times. Mm-hmm. I just, you know they they've got some talent, young talent. So it, it's it's going to take a minute for them to gel. But but right now they're just not doing enough for me to see them. You know making a push to try to get into the playoffs. Here. Yeah, yeah. We'll Cole, see what, what they... you got is your not hot team. Uh, so I don't really have a, a a not hot team. I got some not hot teams. Um, <laughs> I got the the and it, it may not you know may not surprise you, but it's a teams that has spent the most money this season. Uh, you know, my cold teams right now are the top five payroll teams in the league. So that is the Mets, the Yankees, the Padres, the Phillies, and the Dodgers, which combined record, they're 223 and 208, which, you know, okay, they're 15 or whatever games above 500. But then you compare that to the five teams that have the lowest payroll in the MLB. That's the Reds, the Pirates, the Rays, the Baltimore Orioles and the Oakland Athletics, their combined record is 220 and 216. So only a few games better right. than, than you know, for all that, you know, and we're talking, it's a wide, it's a wide no. gap. It's not, you know, just a couple dollars. It's, it's, you know, yeah. a wide margin that these, you know, these teams or whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, for me, for the, you know, for baseball, it's good. It's good to see some of these teams that, yeah, didn't go out there and buy their team or, you know, spend, the most money are still having success. You know, the Reds, obviously one of the hottest teams in baseball, you know, towards the bottom of, you know, when it comes to, comes to payroll, um, you know, that it, it's good to see for the, for the sport that, you know, yeah. You don't have to buy a team. Not you top, can still develop a team. Right. Not top heavy or whatever, but yeah, if you're, if you're those teams that did spend all that money and you know, you're looking at, you know, the results you're getting and it, it, you have to start questioning yourself. And obviously with the, the trade deadline coming up here in a, in a, 
you know, a few weeks or whatever for the MLB. We'll see what, you know, those top payroll teams, what they, what they decide to do if they're, yeah, what can you they know, afford to do. If right, right. Mixing it up or, you know, if they're, you know, just going to, going to ride it out the second half. So, all right. Well, my not hot team, I got to go with San Francisco Giants. Um, they're three and seven in their last 10 and, uh, and uh, six of those games, two and four against Seattle and the Mets mm. uh, have a combined record of 82 and 89. So right, right. they're not even beating bad teams mm-hmm. right now. So, you know, they still got time to turn it around, but uh, I think, you know, the late last month or so, I, I got to go with the San Francisco. So. All right. All right. So give me your uh, world series picks from the American league. Who you got? Uh, I think in the, in the American league, um, you know, I think I may have, have somewhat of a surprise pick and that that's the, the Texas Rangers, mm. um, you know, out of the AL, AL West and they're, they're battling tough with the Astros. The Astros kind of got off to a, to kind of a rough start to start the season, but have, you know, picked up things here recently, you know, that the Rangers are leading that division, but by only a, you know, a handful of games. So mm-hmm. we'll see, you know, what, what the Rangers can do. I mean, dealing with a lot of a lot of injuries, um, you know, and, and, and whatnot. We'll see if they can keep it, keep it going. But, uh, you know, like, like possibly the, the Rangers to, you know, be kind of a, a dark horse or maybe, uh, yeah, okay. somebody that not really picking or whatever uh, to take it out of the AL. And then the NL, I think I got to go with the, with the Braves. I mean, the team that's just, you know, red hot, as long as they can keep this momentum going, keep the injuries to a, to a minimum, man, this, this, this is a team that leads the MLB in home runs with 166. The next closest team has 137. They wow. almost have 30 more home runs than the closest team. If they can keep that, you know, and, and it seems like they can get a guy, you know, from top to bottom can, can you know, knock it out of the park. They're not just relying on, you know, one or two guys. They, they you know, from, you know, first in the batting order to ninth in the batting order, they got guys that can all, you know, hit it hit out of the park. Line, so yeah. it's, it's uh, you know, going to be tough for any any pitching staff to go against that, that team that, yeah, you always got to be worried about that, you know, that, that they can get right back in it with one swing in the bat. So I, I like this Braves team to, you know, take on, take on the Rangers in the world series. I, I got the Braves as well coming out of the national league East uh, to represent the old league in the, in the, in the world series, you know, 58 and 28 right now. But I go, I, in the American league, I got them going against another team from the East and that's Tampa Bay Rays, mm-hmm. uh, you know, playing that probably the toughest division, I think, yeah. um, you know, when you're competing against the perils of the Yankees and, and the Red Sox, you right. know, and, and right now they're sitting at 57 and 32. So, right. uh, you know, I think they've proven that they can beat good teams and that's going to help them, you know, down the stretch. And I look for these two teams from the East to square off against each other, which I, I think will be good. You won't see as much, in my opinion, as a home field advantage because you're not jumping time, time zone, zone so yeah. much. So, you know, I think that if these two teams do wind up in the fall classic, um, I, I look for that to be a very competitive yeah. series because of that. Yeah. Well, we, we all agree on the NL. We all got Atlanta. Right. I mean, they're, they're playing like the best team. Or are we going to look like and, idiots? Yeah, right, when they don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's for sure. But then uh, going out in the AL, I'm going with the other team uh, – Colton just talked about there in the Houston Astros. Okay. They, they started off the season a little slow, and they're 49-38 at the point. But uh, they're 8-2 and two in their last 10 games, right, yeah. and they're starting to come together mm-hmm, here. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is a team that's got a ton of talent. They've right. done it before. Right. I, I, they're getting hot at the right time. Right. I, I got the Astros. Right. Got a world-class manager in Dusty Baker oh, there. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, they, they obviously, like you said, they've been there before. They know yeah. what it takes, whatever. Obviously won it last year and, uh, you know, know what it takes. So, 
looking to keep that, you know, possibly repeat that yeah. one. And they're, you know, they're right there in the thick of things. So they definitely never can count, count them out when it comes, you know, late, late season baseball. So, all right, before we move on to our last segment, which is, you know, going to be some NBA news. I know Colton, you got some, you got some stuff you want to give us on the, on the all-star game or the all-star festivities, uh, festivities so not just can. the game, but the whole, right. the whole schmeal coming up here. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously we, somewhat get things kicked off or, you know, the big event is, you know, the home run, the home run derby mm-hmm. uh, and they, you know, announced the lineup, uh, you know, today or, you know, last night of, you know, who all is going to, the eight different batters that are going to be, you know, facing off against each other. And again, somewhat of a, a it is a bracket, you know, a bracket style type deal um, where, you know, they got, you know, one seated one through eight where, you know, the one seeds taken on the eight seed, you know, two versus seven, three versus six and four versus five or whatever, uh, so, you know, real quickly, just, you know, run through the run through the matchups real, you know, just real quick. Uh, we got the, you know, the number one seeded uh, Luis Robert Jr., the, the center fielder out of the uh, from the Chicago White Sox um, at the halfway kind of halfway point. He's got 25, 25 home runs. Uh, he'll t- he'll be taking on the eight seed uh, Adley Adley Rusmussen, uh, the catcher from the Baltimore Orioles, who has uh, 11 home runs coming into this thing. So pretty, you know, pretty wide gap as far as, you know, uh, home runs go. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, then you got the two-seeded Pete Alonzo, who's, you know, two-time two-time home run mm-hmm. derby champion, uh, taking on the seven-seeded Julio Rodriguez, the center fielder out of the uh, local hometown team in the Seattle Mariners. And the guy who stole the title from him last right. year. Right, yeah, these two yeah. faced off against each other. What was it, the first round last year, I think, um, and, and put on a put on a show. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, you know, MLB wanted to get things started off early um, and, and, you know, these, these guys going to duke it out here in the, in the first round. Um, then you got the three seated Mookie Betts uh, taking on the number six seated, the big man, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Out of the Toronto Blue Jays. That's got all the star power in that one. Right. Yeah. It's going to be, going to be an interesting one. It's like I said, tall guy versus short guy. Mookie Betts stands only five foot nine, uh, which would be. I don't know if it's the shortest player to ever win, if he is able to win the home run derby, if he'd be the shortest. But if you look at probably the last, I don't know, five or six home run derby winners, all of them have been at least six foot two. Mm. Uh, So, you know, a little bit different, you know, different guy, but, you know, a guy that's on pace to hit 40 home runs this year, which would be the most of his of his career, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're obviously taking on, you know, the big man and Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who's, you know, a, a guy that, you know, is known for hitting hitting for power so we'll see that's going to be yeah going to be exciting first rounder then we got the last matchup number four in uh Adelis Garcia the right fielder from the Texas Rangers uh taking on number five Randy as as arena uh the left fielder out of Tampa Bay um mm-hmm. so that one you know obviously a four or five matchup you, you're hoping you get some you know some fireworks out of that one um both of these guys Cuban Cuban guys yeah. uh looking to uh you know there's only been one Cuban player that's ever won the home run derby. That was Jonas Cespedes, uh, who actually uh, went back to back in the home run derby back in 2013 and 2014. So these guys are looking to become, you know, whoever moves on, you know, in the first round is looking to continue on and, you know, possibly win this whole thing and be only the second born, you know, second Cuban born player to ever, ever win. So who you like coming out? Who pick your champion, pick your home run. Champion. Um, you know, for me, uh, man, I don't know. I, 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 obviously Julio Rodriguez, you know, comes to mind, obviously batting in his own, you know, home, his own home park. Uh, but you know, that hasn't always fared well for, no. for the guys no. actually, you know, there's only been, I think a couple like two, three guys that have actually won, uh, the home run derby in their own, in their own park. Um, but you know, I, I, I do like, do like Julio there. 
Um, but you know, I think I think uh, you know Vladimir Guerrero Jr. could be could be somewhat of a of a dark horse. Obviously, seated somewhat lower there, you know, uh, you know, six seed, but you know, could be a guy that that makes a makes a run at the, the title. Obviously, has the power, yeah. you know, and I think it. When you mentioned the the taller, I, I think if they get into a rhythm, a big guy just just the, the power that they generate, no, it you know, becomes effortless. Right, so, right, I mean, right. Watch so, Alonzo so, in those championships. So I has. think the fatigue doesn't yeah. maybe affect affect them as much, mm-hmm. you know, over the course of you know going through three rounds to try to try to, to, try to win this thing. Right. So yeah. you know, I, I like Vlad, um, but you know, being a guy of somewhat short stature myself i, I got a root for mookie yeah, that's right yeah absolutely matt what, what do you think any 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 thoughts on that i, I think it's going to come down to the first round matchup between alonzo and rodriguez i think okay. whoever wins that's taking home the title and you know i like alonzo to get get his revenge and mm-hmm. yeah. and get his title back yeah he Very would be good. only the second guy if he's able to win this whole thing only the second guy to win it three times the other other guy Ken Griffey Jr. Wow. So, you know, elite company there. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, so, Seattle Mariners. Wow. So, yeah, we will, we will see. Obviously, then, you know, the next night or, you know, the next day, then we get things started. Then with the actual All Star game where, you know, the, the brightest stars for both the AL and the NL, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, come together and, you know, battle it out to, you know, see who gets, uh, you know, home, home field advantage in the World Series. Um, you know, so that's, that's what they're playing for at this point. Um, you know, gives them a little bit little bit more to play for than just you know going out there and you know having having fun uh matt what what do you think you know al nl what's your what's your thoughts on the lineups here well you know i i kind of i don't really like how they like the stars it's all the fan vote and Mm -hmm. i mean this thing's turned into texas and la this is atlanta and the dodgers Mm -hmm. i mean it's 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 all kind of the the same same groups in the lineup you know if you're a fan of those two teams it's great right you're not a fan of one of those Right. One of those teams, you know, you're you're kind of just waiting for right. fourth, fifth inning, and your your guy's going to get maybe one, one two at bats, one, one, one inning pitch, or you know, for you. Yeah. So you know, right. I, I think though the the AL's got more talent overall in this okay. thing. I look for them to continue their winning ways in, in mm-hmm. the in the They're pretty dominant in recent years. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, Dusty Baker going to be the manager for the AL, and then uh, I think it's the the guy from the Phillies that's going to be the manager, uh, Rob Bob Thompson from uh, from the Phillies. It'll be you know for the NL. Um, you know the the AL comes into this one a little little banged up. They had probably I don't know two three. I actually think it's four four guys that they had to replace um, that you know are dealing with injuries that aren't you know aren't going to be able to play, and you know possibly even more. Uh, Otani um, you know injured injured or had a blister on his on his thumb I think or on his finger his last out that he, you know, last outing that he pitched. So we'll see if he, you know, decides to play in this, in this, you know, all-star game or not. So AL comes in a little bit, a little bit banged up in this one, but obviously still plenty of stars to, to fill the gaps and, you know, take, take over. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it could be, could be interesting, obviously with that, with that lineup or, you know, with a lot of the guys that are coming from the Braves over on the NL. I mean, yeah. like I said, that's a hot team right now. So yeah. <laughs> the Braves may single-handedly win this thing for the, for the NL, if they're, you know, able to keep, keep, uh, keep their streak going or, you know, whatnot. So we'll, we'll see what, uh, see what happens. But, uh, you know, I think from a pitching standpoint, I think I like, I like the AL pitching staff a lot more than I, than I do the NL. And right. I think in a game like this, I think that's what it, what it comes down to is, you know, sometimes, you know, a handful of, of starting pitchers that, you know, obviously the starting pitchers in this one are not going seven innings or going eight mm-hmm. innings. They're, you know, pitching maybe one inning, two innings or whatever before the next guy comes in. So, 
you do have to have, you know, from top to bottom, somewhat of a, of a, of a good lineup. And I, I think the AL's got, got, you know, the better of the, of the pitching staff, which I think could come in, could come in handy, you know, towards the late in the game, if it's, you know, close one, one or two run game. So I like, I like the AL, but uh, yeah, going to be, going to be exciting, obviously in, in Seattle out West and um, you know, see, see what the stars, what the stars can do and, you know, see who's taking home, you know, the, the championship in the all-star game and um, who's, in, you know, gets the uh, home, home field advantage in, in the world series. Yeah. So very good. All right. Well, on to some NBA news um, still going. I know you guys have been going through some of the trades and stuff. And the one you wanted to talk about this week was John Collins, the Utah from the Hawks for what Rudy Gay and a second rounder yeah, future second. Rounder. Um, you know, I, Stats are similar between these two guys. Rudy Gay, obviously, uh, getting a guy that's 11 years younger. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know, Rudy Gay's probably, you know, reaching the end of his his time in the NBA. But, you know, overall, he's had some decent stats, 15.8 points per game, 45% from the floor, five and a half rebounds. Um, you know, he's a big fella, mm-hmm. 6'8", 250, uh, you know, protects the, protects the rim. Um you know, and Collins with similar stats, you know, about a 10% better average from the floor mm. than Rudy Gay over the course of his career, which, you know, been in the league since 2017. But, you know, and I haven't seen the details. They haven't released the numbers, you mm-hmm. know, yet as far as, you know, what uh, what Collins got in a contract. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll see going forward if, if this was a move. I think, you know, Utah is just trying to get, upgrade you know find that missing piece to kind of get them get them over yeah, i think they're just trying to get a little younger too right. I, yeah. I think they're trying to get that athletic up and down the court mm-hmm. yeah. so i, I yeah. think get, getting a little younger here helps them gay right. long past kind of his prime right. you yeah know. yeah i'll be honest i didn't even know rudy gay was still in the still in the league <laughs> I, yeah I, I thought he retired you know several years ago but yeah obviously still in the league and you know gonna play maybe play for Atlanta. We'll see, you know, what they, what they decide to do. Um, well, it may just be an expiring contract. The Hawks are looking forward to kind of right. retool down the road here. Right. Right. Yeah. But uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm looking from the Hawks, you know, from the Hawks standpoint, I mean, this is, uh, I think it's got financial move written, written mm-hmm. all over it. Uh, I mean, Collins was set to be paid over the next, I don't know, three years, uh, roughly $78 million, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, it, it gives the Hawks some versatility here, you know, by making a trade this big, um, it allows them a $25.3 million trade exception. So they basically can take on, you know, if they want to make a trade, you know, turn around either now or next year, they can take on, a, you know, somewhat of a, a star player's contract or, you know, star star player uh, because of trading away, you know, able to trade away John Collins. Um, so, you know, they, they, then also get below, well below, you know, kind of the luxury tax as well, um, you know, and, and, you know, give themselves again, some, some flexibility. Uh, but, but this is a team that, you know, I think they're, they're not done. They're not done making, making moves or, you know, possibly using that, that trade exception that they have to bring in a star guy, because, you know, from what I was reading or from what I saw, um, you know, the, the GM for, for the Atlanta Hawks was told that, if you go, don't worry about going over the luxury tax. We'll take care of it. You know, whatever. Don't worry about it. So if you want to keep making moves, you know, find a guy that, you know, fits in the system. It's going to really put the Hawks over the top. <clears throat> don't worry about the, you know, the money or the financial situation. They're willing to go, you know, all in to, you know, bring in guys that, you know, is going to help propel this Hawks team to, you know, the next level and make make a run in the in the playoffs. But 
we shall we shall see what uh, you know what happens. Uh, Matt, what's your what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, like you said, I, it, it screams you know salary cap all over it. it, it it's just it's a it's a money move. But you know, if the Hawks end up tanking here, do they hold on to that exception? And right. you know, if they end up with a really good draft pick, do, right. they, do they try to lure LeBron into town and with right. the promise of well, we'll pick up Bronny too? Mm-hmm. You know, I. I clearing that space it, right it, it could be a, a possibility here right for next absolutely year. yeah um you know and interesting for me you know I, I don't know you know i know yeah john collins obviously a versatile big man and you know a, a young guy obviously you know get rid of rudy gay and you know whatnot but to me it just i mean i'm, I'm a little bit surprised just because i mean they already have somewhat of a versatile big man you know already in, in Lori marketing uh that already you know plays somewhat of the forward position for them um, and then they, you know, got the big man in, in Walker Kessler. Um, that's that's the center. But then they drafted a guy that's somewhat of a versatile big man with their number nine pick uh, that, you know, can shoot from the out can actually shoot from the outside where, you know, John Collins is not known for being much of much of an outside shooter. I guess. I don't know. It just. Yeah. Interesting that they're, you know, piling up on the bigs or, right. you know, adding adding a lot of the, the, the bigs. But. You know, yeah, uh, that's I, the way the NBA is trending. Though. Right. Yeah. Be able to stop those bigs. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it, it somewhat rings, you know, Cavs 2.0, you know, whatever that, uh, you know, the Cavs have, you know, a plethora of, of big versatile forwards that they have on their in their lineup. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. And obviously, yeah, interesting that the Jazz are building their lineup like that because they traded away their best player, you know, Donovan Mitchell to the Cavs. And, right. you know, so it's it, yeah, just very interesting that, you know, how things play out in the NBA. But. You know, I think yeah, Collins obviously getting a getting a fresh start in Utah. We'll see what he what he can do there for for a Jazz team that you know is a little bit of a surprise. You know, like I mentioned, traded away Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert last year, um, but yeah. you know, still still almost made the playoffs. Yeah, you know, with with team. somewhat of a depleted lineup. Um, so we'll see. You know, does John Collins come in here? You know, put them over the top and you know make a make a run in in the playoffs in a Western Conference that's you know uber tough. So we'll we'll see what. What they can do, and uh, you know what what John Collins can do out in out in Utah. So uh, I think we're yeah moving on to then to our kind of our final topic here. Oh, the NBA summer league uh, started the in right now. Yeah. yeah, we're watching. Got it in the studio right now. But the the first tournament was in Sacramento. Finished up yesterday, mm-hmm. um, the California Classic, and now uh, the tournament in Salt Lake City finishes up tonight. Then and, and I think for the culmination being. The, the tournament in Las Vegas, the 2K24 tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, all 30 teams will be represented. Starts tomorrow, runs through the 17th. Um, all 30 teams will play, and you'll play, uh, you know, you're guaranteed five games, and then uh, 76 games over 11 days. Right. So just a, lot a, of, lot, a lot of basketball. A lot of basketball. Right. Um, but after uh, after everybody plays four games, then they'll take the top four teams. Four best uh, teams, Yeah, period. four best teams, and they're – you know, obviously the record, and then there's some tiebreaker stuff in there that they use to, you know, separate seating and everything and like make that. Make seating. Right. So then, uh, you know, those four teams that um, make it to the, you know, you have a chance to, you know, play a couple more games and, and uh, take home championship, take home summer league championship. championship. Right. So, so. Uh, how excited are we for for the first day of games? There, you right. got the number one pick going up against the number two pick, and uh, Victor Wimbayana for the Spurs going up against Brandon Miller and the yeah. Charlotte uh, Bobcats or Hornets, I guess now. Yeah. yeah. You know that's what, what more can you ask for? And then, before that, though, to, right. to really kick it off, you got uh, number three pick and Scoot Henderson facing off against Amen Thompson. Number four. So, yeah. yeah, you got the top four picks just All facing off in the first two games. Yeah. I mean. 
what a, what a great way to set this up to get the fans interested and excited. Right. Yeah. From what I was reading, the uh, Victor's, you know, Victor's opening game, that, that game is actually sold out. Um, you know, wow. and I, I don't know, you know, I'm sure that that happens every so often. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. LeBron, you know, coming in the league, playing in his first, you know, summer league game, I'm sure whatever the capacity was, they sold that out as right. well. Um, you know, obviously big, big, you know, aspirations, big things on, on Victor's shoulders that they, you know, a lot of the fans in, in San Antonio are hoping that, yeah, can get the Spurs back to back to glory, their former glory. Uh, but yeah, get things kicked off a bit against the guy that, yeah, was picked, picked number two to, yeah, really see who got it, who got it right, you know, right off the bat. I mean, all, obviously these guys are always going to be linked forever, mm-hmm. you know, going forward of, right. you know, who, who got the better. The best of you, the best out of this year's draft. Right. Um, so it, it will be interesting, you know, to see, to see that, um, you know, and then. Uh, another another kind of interesting game that, that happens over the course of these, you know, 10, 11 days, uh, Amin actually faces his brother, yeah, Asur, yeah. on um, Sunday, on uh, July 9th, you know, take on each other. So that'll be interesting brother, you know, brother against brother, um, you know, in, in this one. But, uh, yeah, just a, a lot of basketball being played over, you know, the next, you know, 10, 10 11 days for, you know, all these NBA guys. Um, you know, and, and it's not – the rosters are not just made up of rookies. These are they're guys that have been mm-hmm. in the league – two years, three years that are, you know, trying to set themselves apart, really, you know, separate themselves and, you know, make kind of stick with an NBA team right. or, you know, really set themselves apart to be, you know, maybe move into a starting role if mm-hmm. they, you know, are able to, you know, really show their talents and show their, you know, expertise here in, in, in Vegas. So, you know, there's a lot of different, you know, egos or a lot of different, you know, people trying to vie for a lot of different things um, that, that these rosters are all made up of. Um, you know, a lot of these guys, yeah, never played with each other, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, just coming together, for the first time in this, in this league, um, you know, not, not a ton of practice, you know, behind them, but you know, no, no better way to, you know, get used to NBA atmosphere or NBA play by, you know, playing against the best of the best, you know, in the next, you know, 10, 10, 11 days. I mean, you know, with the, with the 76 games, I mean, that's almost a whole NBA season. I mean, obviously all the teams aren't playing, you know, 76 games by themselves, but, the total games that'll right. be played. I mean, we're almost watching a whole NBA yeah. season yeah. take place seven so, games in, you know, in a week. In, in, in a week. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. It, it'll be, uh, you know, be fun stuff. If you, you know, like basketball, Been a fun time to be in Vegas to get. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anybody's ever and all these guys, I'm sure just walking around the strip. Oh, I yeah. imagine. Yeah. If you've ever been to Vegas during the summertime, it's, it's hot out there, but there's going to be some hot basketball games. Oh yeah. Right. Absolutely. Like Colton said, you know, some of these young guys, these highly touted big, that, you know, we're all over the the sport not only sports page, but headlines. You know, across all the all the social uh, you know media right now. Um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see right. if they this, live this, up this to their, the hype. This their right. first test or their first. You know, yeah. the fans are definitely going to be like, "Oh man, we we got it wrong." I mean, this is right. this is it. I mean, this <laughs> is their their you know their debut, their you know somewhat audition uh, to to really you know show the fans that their teams got it right by picking them with those high picks and. Again, some of those guys that are were picked towards the back of the mm. you know back of the draft gives them the opportunity to you know show the the teams that man you should have taken a chance right. on me earlier you know the, kind of the, you know the fans have got to remember to take the, the grain of salt <laughs> right. it's kind of like NFL right. preseason there's right. a lot of guys that show out right. and then come come you regular season you never hear from them again, you yeah. Hear from them again right. So. right yeah we'll we'll see what happens you know I've been, 
uh, yeah, you got to got to get it quicker, you know, got to got to show the fans what you can do early on, um, you know, but especially these guys that are still trying to, you know, break their way in, spot, right? you know, those, you know, those four top draft picks we just talked about, yeah, they're, they're not going anywhere right not, right not, away anyway, right, at least right. for, you and know, they're, these, they're probably not going to play heavy minutes out here either. It's yeah. probably going to be just a tune up, get them, get them warmed up, acclimated right. a little bit. Sell then, some jerseys. Yeah. So, right, right. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, that's the show for tonight. Um, you know, it was great being back on here with you guys again. I did miss it. I appreciate you keeping my seat warm over here. So, uh, you know, with that, I'll let uh, Colton sign us out. All right. Thanks for listening to uh, Fired Up with your host, Colton Cal, The Chief, Rob Cal, Matt Cordes. We uh, hope you enjoyed our episode this week. And if you want to hear other topics about future episodes or, you know, you just got a burning sports question you want to hear us talk about on the show, feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram. Uh, you can find us if you search for at fired up underscore podcast. Or you can search for us over on Facebook um, if you look for Fired Up Comma Sports Pod. And as always, you can head over to our website at www.firedup1.podbean.com where you can find all of our past episodes and, you know, just a little bit of information about the show. Um, and you can catch this episode and, again, all of our past episodes on pretty much any podcast platform you can think of. Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora. Um, so all big names in the podcast world, you can you can find our find our show. So. We appreciate y'all listening, and as always, stay Stay fired fired up. up.